This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Stepping on board the IS-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. Donna? Donna! By all that's holy. And by that I mean by all that's full of holes. Where are you? First Southers and that idiot buck. And now you. I turn my back for one minute and everyone wanders off. Unacceptable. I make people disappear. They do not disappear on me. Donna! My God. What is that amazing smell? It's like flowers and honey and sunlight and daydreams on teddy bear hugs and what? What the hell is happening to me? That smell, it's hypnotic. Tantalizing. Oh, where's it coming from? Do I hear parrots? Donna? Donna? Are you down there? The stairwell is unnecessarily dark, I think. Thank God G2 is ridiculously overprepared with night vision goggles and gas masks. There. That should protect me from that. Scent. Oh, teddy bear hugs. How dare you! I know G2 was working on aromatherapy canisters for its ships, but it smelled so real. Right. I think. This is where she's been growing that mad garden of hers. Donna? Are you in there? Can you hear me? Why won't this door open? What is that? Is that ivy? 
Saint Beretta of the Silencer, but that woman has a green thumb. It's blocking up the door. My God. What the hell is happening here? On board the Oz-9, the last 48 hours have consisted mostly of chasing Leet's new zebra up and down the endless corridors of the ship. Fortunately, Colin was able to grab hold of its mane and swing up onto its back. Unfortunately, the ceilings and door frames on the Oz-9 are a little too low for man plus beast, and the zebra managed to scrape Colin off by ducking into memory storage. Close the door! Close the door! Who told you to ride a horse? Herman. It's not a horse. It's a zebra. So, we are settled on zebra. Did you just throw an apple in there? He looks hungry. It's a machine. Hey now, let's not get machinist. I enjoy a good apple from time to time. You throw them out to the airlock to watch them explode and turn to ice crystals. I said enjoy, not eat. Olivia, close the door. Oh, right. Sorry. Olivia closed the door to contain it, but how much damage it's done to the passengers' memory files is anyone's guess. The chances of the Oz-9's resting guests needing their memories are slim to absolute zero, so no one's terribly concerned how many disappointing birthdays, rained on picnics, and drunken office parties get an errant hoof through them. But let's leave the ship for now. The truly interesting events of the day are happening back on Earth. I've never seen anything like it. It's a forest. No, it's a jungle. This wasn't here three days ago. Those trees must be 12, 15 meters tall. And do I hear a waterfall? Who's there? Donna? Is that you? My God, are those seed pods? They're massive! And wiggling! And screaming! Oh, not seed pods then. Feeding stations. Ew. And I'm guessing that one with a tiny bit of sensible red woolen coat sticking out has Donna in it. Yeah, plus, one, two, at least three other people are currently being devoured by some sort of Venus flytrap? A good 12 meters up in the air. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, don't yeah. go up and cut them down, aren't you? Oh, what the hell are you doing here? I'm not. You're hallucinating. You might as well take the mask off. It's giving you about as much filtration as breathing through a screen door. Come on. Giddy up. People to save. A reminder. I take orders from no one. Certainly not from a segment of my pheromone-addled imagination. Now hop along, Jimmy Cricket. Ha! The closest thing you have to a conscience is currently up there getting the world's most unpleasant acid peel. Shimmy on up and save her, all right? Or I'll start singing Grand's repertoire of sailor shanties. 
Brandy, you're a fine girl. Stop. Fine. I'll go. Even imaginary you is a real pain in the arse. Got your ski and do with you? Of course I do. Nearly there. Ooh. I can't get it open. I'll have to cut the pod loose. Don't really need the narration there, Marlon Perkins. You go on and do what you need to do. How do I know this whole thing isn't a figment of my imagination? Maybe it is. But 20 feet up in the air isn't a great time for a crisis of confidence. True enough. Okay, she's free. Going to drop the pod. Catch. Catch? I'm a hallucination, you walloper. Well, better down than oop. Hang on, another incoming. Third one. And the last. What are you standing there for, you great daddy? Let them out. I'll just let you figure that one out on your own. It's all excuses with you, isn't it? I can't help you. I'm imaginary. Some things never change. Well, the rest of the world being non-corporeal would be a legitimate excuse for standing by. I'll just carry on doing everything then, shall I? It's all you. (coughs) Goodness, what's happened? Audrey, too, here, was having you for lunch. Are you all right? Oh, I'm fine. I don't think it was eating me, though. It wasn't taking you shopping. Maybe you could help me free these others? I guess we are. Hang on. There should be another knife here somewhere. No worries. I've got this one. My sainted samurai. Where did you get that? Oh, this old thing. What in the seven strumpets of hell just happened? Southers, what are you doing here? This is my company. What have you people done to my baby? <laughs> Put me one more time and I'll kill all yous. Buck, stop waving that gun around before I feed it to you. Glinda. What the hell are you doing here? Chasing that old goat. He got away and hightailed it to G2HQ. Geezer can run. You uh, might want to cut down on the tobacco, Breathless. You were gasping by the end of the block. It was that basement. Who did you bring with you? Nobody. Why? Southers, did you phone a friend? Hell no. You think I want more people clotting up my business? Then who the hell is in that last pod? Donna? No clue. Maybe Matt's back. Oh, you're joking. Oh, he had such a nice... Ash. He's Ash. A girl can dream. Open sesame. <coughs> Cousin Ben? Donna? What the heck are you doing here? What? What just happened to me? You? Is this your fault, boy? Now hang on. How could this be Ben's fault? He's from Indiana. You might want to take this conversation upstairs. The plant is moving. You heard her. Let's go. I didn't hear a damn thing. The only thing I want to hear is an explanation. Why is there a goddamn jungle in my storage room? Dr. Marshall? Doctor? Uh... Definitely moving. You lot can stay here and be Miracle Girl if you want. 
but I'm out. Now, damn it. Everybody just stand still. I'm in charge here, and I demand an explanation. Get out of my way. I'm the CEO. Threatened by a giant hostile fern, Donna, Ben, Southers, Buck, Glenda, and the hallucination that is Jesse sprint for the exit and narrowly miss being encased in pods. As they close the heavy door behind them, they can hear strange scratching and banging noises, as if the plant were testing the door for weaknesses. What's that sound it's making? It's sulking, that's all. Nothing to worry about. Hey, just because I know what it's doing doesn't mean they do. Back on the ship... Don't hurt it. It's a robot lead. We can't hurt it, but it can do some damage to us if we don't get it under control. Who the hell sends a robot zebra to a spaceship? Oh, it's our zebra. What do you mean, it's our zebra? I mean, they're supposed to come standard. Ours was undergoing repairs on launch day, so they sent it up after. You knew this was coming? Why didn't you tell us? What, and ruin the surprise? Why make a zebra standard issue? Why make assassins standard issue? Excuse me? We are very useful! Oh? What have you done so far? The Albatross cleaned up all the zombies, remember? Thank you, Leet. It has something to do with the ecosystem in the biosphere. Apparently, the zebra is very important. It keeps some of the plants from overgrowing or something. We have a biosphere? Do you know nothing about your own ship? I'm sorry. I've been a bit busy keeping your assassin from killing my crew. Oh, is that what you were doing? I wondered. You're not dead, are you? Yet. Oh, now you're threatening me, are you? I mean, why not? You won't flip the giant bomb that's threatening to blow up the Oz-9 because you've got a crush. So why not threaten the only person on this ship with any experience at all? Experience? Experience? You've been out in space the exact same amount of time I have. Less. Less, in fact, because 9 comes before 6748, so we launched first. And while we're at it, there were only 400 ships launched. So why is your ship's number so high, hmm? Seriously? Uh, I'm letting the zebra out now, if anyone cares. Colin, reckon you can ride it down to the biosphere if I show the way? I'll give it a try. Was there a zebra aboard the 6748? I have no idea. I didn't even know we had a biosphere. Right, here we go. Ready, ready, ready. Uh, who are you asking? Myself! Ah! He's up! He's, he's on it! Go Colin! Follow the doors! Oh, duck! Ah! <laughs> Ooh, that had to hurt. He didn't fall off. Impressive. Uh, he's tangled in its mane. Not sure he could fall off if he wanted to. Jesse, since you have so much experience aboard an Oz, maybe you can give me a hand in memory storage? The damage looks pretty extensive. Oh, this is too bad. I'm afraid your past life is truly gone, my petite oiseau. Time to look ahead to the future. You can stop pointing at yourself, Freeze. I copied all my memory files to a thumb drive. And when I'm ready, I'll watch them and remember how happy I once was. That's optimistic. Lee, my darling, would you like to go to the biosphere and get your zebra settled in? 
And I'm afraid it's bugged Colin into a tree and he can't get down. I thought he could fly. Uh, yeah, well, as the biosphere is made of glass, let's not remind him of that just now, all right? Follow the doors, dearest. Could get tricky. Might want to send Emily and the other head as well. Olivia, send the 778 as well, will you, just in case? Righty-ho! And... Watch it! Come on, Jesse. A wristwatch alarm. You're an extra assassin aboard a spaceship on a 25-year mission. Why ever would you need an alarm? Or a wristwatch. I have an appointment that is Earl. With whom? Oh, you are all up in my business grill, are you not? I think you are very interested in moi. I'm an assassin on a spaceship. My options for entertainment are limited. And yet, despite the limited options, you don't make the list. But a sandwich and a nap do. A bientôt. Fine! But every day I am a little stronger, a little more myself, you see. And when I am returned to the fullness of my power, then I think I will not be so extra. And you will not be so saucy. Hello, sir. I don't like this wristwatch. Too many spookings. You are running a little late, my boy. To the lab, chop chop. Nick my island. We have so much to be doing. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's log, star date. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow. We got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. As the crew of the Oz-9 go about their respective tasks, things are brewing on Earth. And that was not a dad joke, just... Unfortunate timing. Carry on. Hey, Ben. The fire's getting low. Can you grab another ledger from the pile? Who wants hot chocolate? This s'more is almost ready. Who wants it? Me. It's mine. Hand it over. I've been waiting ages. You gotta have patience. See how nice and perfectly golden the marshmallow is? And my family. You learn to like them burnt on the outside and cold on the inside, or you'll get none. My sister has zero self-control around sugar. I'm pretty sure my ma was convinced my idiot sibling would blunder and Cousin Ben, if she how about a good old family chin wag? Uh, sorry to interrupt us here, family reunion, but I, I'm going to borrow this fellow for a spell. Ben, and I mean this way. Fuck. Do you see a round of wrapped faces? Eager for you to share more of that heartwarming tale. No? 
And shut it. I have the talking stick now. Look, I know what you're going to say, Mr. Southers. I sincerely doubt you do, Dr. Marshall. I come to my building, the very heart and soul of G2 Enterprises, only to find that the terraforming equipment of at least one ship has been left behind. Is that plant that tried to have me for breakfast not part of the plan to conquer foreign soils? I don't know how to explain why it's here, or who was dumb enough to plant it, but it's possible it's just an experimental one that got left behind. There were lots of attempts before we were able to create plants whose spores will actually survive deep space. Let me do just a bit of recap exposition here already. Oh, sure. You don't have a classically trained narrator to do the job or anything. Please, go right ahead. I'll just be looking up the number of my union rep. Is that really necessary? I have a fine speaking voice, Ben, and a charming turn of phrase if I do say so myself. Don't interrupt the flow, boy. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, although honestly I wouldn't advise it. All right, gentlemen. Oh! Ah, oh. If you were to turn the lights on in here, people wouldn't be as able to sneak up on you. It's a funny thing we 21st century types do. Now, now, who the Sam, Mary, and all the little hills are you? I'm Clara Sheffield. Hello. You may call me Mrs. Sheffield. I'm the, um, the cleaning lady. Yeah. In a black pantsuit? It's casual Friday. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, I did say casual. Mind your feet, please. I'm mopping. Um, Don't you need a bucket for that? Now this this is um this is dry mopping it's um it's like dry shampoo less damaging so. it's linoleum take care of your things dear and they'll take care of you hmm? you know yeah you with me i i don't remember seeing you around here Mm, yes, it is my job to be invisible. So, I, th- I thought it was your job to clean. Oh, Mr. Southers. In the very many long seconds we've known one another, have I ever criticized you about your work? Hmm? Well, no. Have I cast aspersions on your ability and willingness to do your job? Hmm? I I can't say that you have. Then perhaps you could hand me that trash bin and keep the trash talk to yourself. Hmm? You. Yes, you. Hold my sunglasses. It's dark outside. (laughs) Admirable attention to detail there. Very good. (laughs) Now, um, shut up and hold things, will you? Begging begging your pardon, Mrs. Sheffield. Oh, now, dear, there's there's no need to beg yet. Uh, What? What are you looking for in the trash? Hmm? Oh, you ask a great many questions for a young man who's no doubt in some trouble. Hmm? What makes you think that I'm in trouble? I think you've been pulled aside for a private conversation. 
with the sort of man who has no qualms having the sandwich delivery fellow tortured. All he had to tell me was, was it Miracle Whip or real mayonnaise? If you couldn't tell the difference, does it really matter? It, it's the principle of the thing? Fair point. There's nothing interesting here. Return this to its proper place, please, would you? Thank you. You didn't empty it. Ah, oh, again with the hectoring and the, the criticism. How, how am I supposed to, to carry out my duties under such unreasonable scrutiny, Mr. Summers? Now, you leave her alone, son. You're in enough trouble. Wait, what? Why? <laughs> oh, my work here is done. My sunglasses, please. Thank you. If you'll excuse me, gentlemen. Now, I believe you were about to tell me how my brilliant plan to do a hostile takeover of the galaxy went terribly awry. Mr. Southers, I can guarantee you that all the ships have pod plants on them. I, I personally oversaw the distribution of the seeds. As the ships explode, the seeds will be flung out into space. Okay, now explain this bit again. How the ships are like giant, uh, what did you call them? <sighs> Cassowaries. It's a big, flightless bird native to northeastern Australia Son, that... do I look like a man who watches documentaries on purpose? Not at all. I'm not sure you're agreeing with me or insulting me or both, but that's, let, let's speed it up. There's a certain tree from the Australian rainforest that will only germinate if its seed passes through a cassowary. Kind of like your seeds will only be viable if their hard shells are subject to a very, very big explosion. So, if I'm understanding this correctly, thanks to the apocalypse devices on my 400 flatless cassowatsits, the pods are, as we speak, getting blown out into space? That's correct. They'll float along until they get pulled in by a planet's gravity, and then they'll land, take root, and... And uh, feed themselves on any two- or four-legged protein that wanders by. Or eight- or fifteen-legged, I suppose? Yes, sir. And that's happening, right? According to plan? Yes, sir. You don't seem all fired happy about that, son. Oh, I am. I'm very happy to see scientific discovery at work. After all, I'm... I'm a scientist. Lower your smug, son. You're a botanist. And seeing as you're a botanist, how about you wander on back to the basement and be sure our ferny friend down there has all his needs, alrighty? I might have use for it at some point, so let's keep it happy. Me? I got a hankering for a s'more. And s'more and s'more and s'more. Catch me? I catch you. Alright, off you go then. Julie? Julie, can you hear me? Oh god, these stairs are dark. Hey honey, uh, so I have a lot to tell you and I will, but first, can you tell me how to approach one of your plant friends without getting eaten? 
I know, I know. I, I, I thought I had them all locked away. I, I have no idea how someone found one of the seeds, much less planted it in the basement of G2HQ. Plus, they needed an explosion, or at least a really intense fire, to allow it to germinate. Are you laughing? This isn't funny! If they find out I have no idea what I'm doing, they'll come after you! And Maggie! I know, I know. Uh, so tell me how to keep from being plant food. Oh, hey. Yeah. So, got a minute. You know, I always hope to be making documentaries about exotic plants or alien species. So, in a way, I guess I've gotten my wish. The saying, be careful what you wish for, really is true after all. This episode is dedicated in loving memory to Kari David and Aunt Mary Catherine. Safe travels, space monkeys. You'll be missed. You've been listening to June Clark Eubanks as Glenda and the Albatross, Bonnie Brantley as Donna and Jesse, Tim Sherburn as Colin, Buck, and Emily, Eric Perry as Mr. Southers, Head One, and Dr. Von Habesetzer, Richard Cowan as Leet, Aaron Clark as Lebichon Frise and Ben, Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline. Special thanks to guest star Sarah Golding as Mrs. Clara Sheffield. And me, Richard Nadolny, as your narrator. Our music is performed and composed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. From the team behind the award-winning Best Fiction Horror Podcast, Nightlight. A new audio drama that brings the southern folklore of true blood and the cosmic horror of Lovecraft Country to your ears. You don't hear that, do you? Afflicted is a tale of hoodoo, a demonic book bound in human flesh, and natural disasters that are anything but natural. Which grave did you get the dirt from? Which grave? Afflicted, a horror thriller audio drama, coming this Halloween thanks to our Indiegogo supporters. Subscribe now to get notified the moment the first episode drops. It's, it's the morning. Morning.